Hello and welcome to another episode of Barbarically Candid. I'm your host, Dustin, along with my co-host, Gavin. Hello, hello. We're here. We're bringing you current events. We're going to talk about things that are going on. We're going to answer some more listener questions soon by you guys. Don't forget to write us at barbariclycandid at gmail.com. We cannot do this without your questions, so feel free to send them in. No, No question too taboo. Send them in no matter what. So, Gavin, it's been kind of a kind of a busy news week. Yeah, you know, it seems like there's always something fascinating and ridiculous popping up. Well, it is an election year. You have um, to keep that in mind. So we're going to have probably a lot more ridiculous before the ballots are in. Mm-hmm. Um, first, we're going to talk about the 1619 Project, which was a New York Times collection of essays. Did you get a chance to look into that? I did. Uh-huh. And what were your thoughts on that? Scary, actually. It seemed, you know, when when you want to push a certain point and you twist it in a certain way, and the sad thing is it's all that these kids know because that's what they're taught. And we're, it seems like we're trained, at, well, not our generations, but younger generations are trained to not question unless it's a social justice issue. So something about history, and you're just going to take it as fact without looking it up yourself. There's a lot of data out there that they don't tell you, and it's like I said, it's pointed in a direction that they want you to feel that capitalism bad. Well, there's this big push that capitalism was, or the even the Revolutionary War was fought to keep slavery because Britain was doing away with it. Now they say that they still had indentured servitude, all right, which is basically slavery. Um, but they, so they said they did away with it, but they did it through religion. They went in and converted all these people. And so now you're loyal to the queen and God and all this. Now, America, don't get me wrong. We still had a long way to go, but the revolutionary war was us fighting against a tyrannical British empire. They were taxing the hell out of us because they were irresponsibly spending money and creating debts to further the empire. That was their whole, mm-hmm. you know, trying to take over India and all that kind of stuff. They had all these territories. Now, the thing that worries me about the 1619 Project is it's definitely along a certain narrative. And there's been a lot of historians that have said these essays are just not, they don't have facts. They've twisted facts. So these, this whole project is aimed at school kids to teach that capitalism is totalitarianism. And slavery is a model for capitalism. Now, when you have something that's such a web of narratives and interpretations, you could spin it any way you want. What we really need to remember is when the, so when the Revolutionary War was fought, some of the black slaves fled to the British army and fought for them because they thought that they were going to be freed afterwards. Mm-hmm. But what actually happens, they were sold to the West Indies Trading Company or exiled to places like Nova Scotia. So the grass was not greener on that side because they still were treated like dirt. Um, now, what's really scary is this project is currently, at this time, being used in 3,500 schools across the U.S. I don't, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but to me, that sounds like a healthy dose of indoctrination. But I do want to give a quick shout out uh, to my buddy Mike, who actually brought the story to us. It's been a very interesting topic, and the fact that it's 
there's so much history and there's, there's so many twists. This has been a good read. Uh, I haven't finished it all yet. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, there's, it's, there's a whole lot. It's yeah. very lengthy and it's very much of one narrative. White people bad, yeah. basically. I mean, I I hate to put it that way, but that's kind of... Money bad, socialism good. Exactly. Uh, moving on from this, because I really I don't know what else we could add to that unless you have anything. No, I have. I you know I think we both still have a healthy dose of research to do. As a matter of fact, hopefully I'll I'll, I'll catch Mike soon and we'll have some uh, chit chat time on it. We may swing back around to this project and do something a little more in depth, but as of right now, that's our viewpoints on it and that's what we've found it to right. be. So just a quick note to all of our lovely listeners: if you've got kids that are taking American history, you know, ask your teacher, ask the ask your uh, school district. Hey, are you guys uh, doing your uh, teaching based off of the sixteen nineteen project? And if they say yes, then you might want to get a healthy dose of reading because there's a there's a, a rabbit hole worth to look into on this but also don't just take i mean i remember in the history books growing up they made christopher columbus into this hero you know he founded the new world all this kind of stuff well come to find out dude was a tyrant he was horrible murdering babies like it's not a not a good dude. he was a conqueror yeah History is never pretty. Well, and history is written in the favor of the victor. Mm -hmm. So you're always going to get that narrative until somebody else sheds light or finds something that's been written down. But just don't be afraid to do research with your kids and actually give them factual, because the history books don't always tell it the way it is. So just don't be afraid to get in there and, and teach them about it. So next up is the Stone Mountain protests happened in Stone Mountain, Georgia. It was a group of armed protesters, which I'm pretty sure, as long as the laws are the same in Georgia, being in a state park armed is illegal. I don't, I don't know if you have any. I, I do not know the law on it. I've never lived in Georgia. Um, now, obviously... From the looks of the situation, based off of the reading, it seemed like it was completely illegal. But you've got strength in numbers and the way that things, the political uh, realm these days, they were kind of given some free reign on it. Yeah, but I would think as soon as they started harassing park goers, which we've seen the videos, they were definitely harassing them. And that, that is when it becomes illegal and they should have been escorted out. Now I also get there were what a couple hundred of them with rifles and pistols. That one guy. If if you guys aren't well versed in the story, you may have seen over the week over the last week there was a meme of a black guy all you know decked out to the nines, black uh, uh, panther style. But he had a it was an AR style rifle, but it it was twenty two. So you know, ha ha, ridiculous. Well, and that twenty-two had an active jam yeah, in the chamber that you right. could see in the picture. Which, so this this group they're called the NFAC, and it's the Not Effing Around Coalition. That's their official name. Now, I saw a video where their supposed leader, Grandmaster J, as he calls himself, you know, they asked him how long they had been around, and he said, "We don't give out that information." Now, everything I found online dated back to like twenty nineteen. 
I couldn't find anything earlier than that. Listeners, if you have any information earlier than that, please, please let us know because I've been all over the Googles and could not find it. So my first thought is, okay, if these guys just popped up, who's funding them? Because that was a lot of weapons. Yeah. Even, even that 22 had, you know, it was a couple hundred bucks, but I'm like, who's funding them and who is supporting this movement? Um, it was, from what he said, they're full of ex-military, expert shooters. I mean, those pictures would state otherwise. Yeah, Wouldn't it seem to you like there's a possibility if we could follow the money that it would lead to white people? I mean, that's possible, but without the proof, we, yeah. don't, we just don't know. Now, a lot of what he was saying, because I know you heard his video where he was like, you carve us out a piece of land, we'll take yeah. Texas. And I think all of us Texans kind of perked up like, excuse me? Like, say what? So I don't really think that would go down too well for them. But I don't think it was, I don't think he was threatening to march into Texas and take it over because hopefully they're a little smarter than that. But I think it was more of a, we want our own state, carve us out our own land. But that in itself, they want a black ethno state. So they want segregation Right, is what you're asking for. And I think we've touched on this in a, a, a previous episode. It is very ironic and infinitely fascinating that you've got these social justice warrior based groups and somehow all they want is free money, Marxism and resegregation. They won't call it that. That they, they, I, I don't feel that they're smart enough to understand what they're actually saying. Well, and you've really got to understand that we already have some resegregation because of these groups. They have all black dorms. Mm-hmm. They have space, safe spaces oh, for Lord. some black students. And I, while I understand maybe wanting to congregate around people who look like you or I, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I will forever. Not, I will forever argue that if you're on a college campus and you go there specifically to be with people who look just like you, you are not getting the full college experience. You are not living life. You are not learning cultures. You're only just, you're sat, you're resaturating your own culture and that's fine and dandy, but you've got family. Go do that at home. If you're away, you are a traveler, learn, live. And that was really, I mean, granted I didn't, I went to college for about a year. I had a full ride and I screwed that up. College just wasn't for me. Joined the army. Within the first two years, I was living in South Korea. I went straight from there to Germany. And all I wanted to do was get out there and immerse myself in that other culture, which was scary. But you also want to get out there and experience it. And it's the same thing for a college campus. You should get out there and experience these other cultures, these other nationalities that maybe you don't have experience with and you could learn from. And Hopefully crack some jokes, too. I, I went to UH for a few semesters, but unfortunately that was when I came out of my shell as a late bloomer and discovered the wide, wide world of dating. But uh, I will never forget I was in a, uh intro little meeting thing for freshmen at UH Central, and they were calling us by last name, and they called out my last name. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. No, 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 you. And I was like, I've got family here? What? And it was a white girl. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Cool. Y'all were like my slave owners, right? And she gave me this look. <laughs> she gave me this I'm F- sure that you. went over real well. Oh, yeah. It was a comp- I think she gave me the original Karen stare. 
and we never spoke again. Oh, hey. It's, I guess it's good to be able to mix around with people that maybe you didn't grow up with. Because I tell young guys, there's so much food out there. If you grew up eating soul food, but you never had Vietnamese or Thai or real Greek food, you're missing out. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time when I was in Germany, they had these things called donut kebabs. Mm-hmm. And it's like the spiral of meat. And they shave it off <sighs> into this... I don't know what kind of bread it was, but it's like this bread pocket, but it's crusty on the outside and soft on the inside. It has its tzatziki cucumber sauce. Oh, it was good. It was real good. And if I wouldn't have been there, because I haven't found one here, you get the the euros or the gyros or however you want to call them, not the same. Mm -mm. And I haven't found a donor kebab place here. So listeners... If you're in the Houston area and you know where I can find a donor kebab, please Email us let ASAP. me know. Mitt Turkin, you know. <laughs> uh, so next, we're going to be talking about the call for the cancellation of July 4th, which I don't know if you saw the video Pharrell put out where it was basically a call for the cancellation of July 4th because we celebrate it as a day of freedom, which it's not exactly true. We celebrate it as a day of independence. Right. Because that's when we won our independence from a tyrannical British empire. Now, I'll agree that when we won that freedom, we had a long way to go. And granted, we finally, I don't want to say we got there with the Emancipation Proclamation and the freeing of slaves. That was was part of it, but it was was a a step in the right direction. But I don't think that we should cancel July 4th. Now, do I think we should make Juneteenth a federal holiday? Absolutely. Have at it. Now I will ask uh, if you if you're black and you listen if you've got black friends, tell me. Last year did they celebrate July Fourth? I bet they did, and all of a sudden now it's a problem in 2020. Well, and this is a lot of we get all these celebrities that think that their opinion counts, and they think that the words they have have more weight than others. And somebody gets in a tiff, they don't like something. And it becomes, we need to cancel, it's cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Once again, mm-hmm. rearing its ugly head. And it's, it doesn't need to happen. It's not, we should be able to celebrate as a nation, both holidays for what they were intended for. Amen. It comes down to interpretation and narrative once again. And I mean, really that's, I get it. I mean. Not everybody was yeah, free. Yeah. And we definitely had a long way to go. I don't think that we're, I think right now, systemically, we're okay. Now, you do have some racist people within the system. On all sides, yeah. And we should put procedures in place to root those people out. But we do not need to, what was it, the Seattle council member or something that said we need to dismantle the corrupt system? No, we don't. Do we need to make improvements? Absolutely. And I'm for that. Do we need to put in procedures and policies to find these racist people within the system? Yes. Should there be, because I know in the prison system or in the court system, black people do tend to serve longer time than white people who have done the same offense. But part of me wonders, like we'd really have to look case by case and see, if these white people were, what what 
part of society they were in, what class they were in. Were they lower class, middle class? Could they afford an amazing lawyer? Or were they stuck with a public defender? Like, I'd like to see it broken down like that where we could see, okay, yeah. is this a race thing or is this a class thing once again? You know, it would seem to me like that if someone truly has an issue with America and they're going after all these social justice type platforms, it it's, it hasn't been a colored thing. It really has been a social a socioeconomic class thing. And folks, this isn't India. You're not born into a system where you're stuck. If you want to, if you want to get out out of the ghetto or the, the trailer park, if you got the drive, you can do it. We hear stories about it every day. It's just there's too many people that are saying, "Well, you know, this the system is put in place so that I can't go anywhere." No fool, you put yourself in a place where you do not see how to get out. You're in a, you've you have put, allowed yourself to be put into a glass box. That's your problem. I will say the United States is known for being the most or having the most income mobility for people. Now, is it going to be harder if you grow up poor? Absolutely. Yeah. But a lot of that comes down to education because a lot of these poor kids, there are scholarships and there are grants Mm -hmm. for people who are not well off. But do they know about these? No, because nobody tells them. I would say... I saw something the other day that they said, well, all these rich kids, you know, they got all these money going to their school. You know, inner city schools actually get more federal grants and money than a lot of the other schools. I think what we need to look at is allocation of the funds. Uh, How much is that principal making? Uh, Yeah. And I mean, it'd really be case by case and look at the budget and okay, where do we need to spend this as opposed to where it's getting spent? Now, I can remember uh, in the last... 10, 15 years, have you not noticed that uh, tech programs in high schools were on a severe decline? It's like, I, I don't know where the money went. And I know in Pasadena, they built like an entire tech building for trades, which I thought was amazing. That, so I know, like when I went through high school, we had wood shop. You could do wood shop. We didn't have an automotive shop, but I think Pasadena did. That would have been so cool. It really would have. And we need to get more of that. We need to get more of the, for so long, and really it's been since World War II, they focused on how important... College is. Yes, because you You'll can't get a good go job. Anywhere. You can't amount to anything if you don't have a college degree, which is garbage. You're absolutely. Now, you have to have skills. Yeah. You can't work at Burger King and become a millionaire. It's just not going to happen. But those skills could be, you could be in a trade job. You could be a pipe fitter. You, you could, could be, be a, a welder. Pl- a plumber. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's tons of them. If it's going to take school, you time to get there. Yeah. I mean, think about it. How many people that are, a, yeah, pipe fitter, plumber, welder, you know, they're in school for maybe two years and they're making 60, 70, 90 grand a year? Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, hopefully you can do that without student loans. I don't like student loans. I think yeah. they're garbage just because they screw a lot of people with the interest rates. However, some people need those to get it done. It's just how it is. Point taken, point taken. So next we're going to talk about, you know, we've been in quarantine and we've been through. Oh God, it's terrible. It really is. And they're talking about locking down again, which hopefully that doesn't happen. I know I saw Greg Abbott said something the other day. He caved in, man. I was so disappointed. I mean, 
if he had started off at that angle, I wouldn't have agreed, but at least, okay, you know what? The man made a decision. But the fact that he said, no, nah, you know, he, he started off on one tangent and somebody got him to cave in. I don't know if it was a, a federal grants thing that could be involved with the states. But it is it just me or my, or does it seem like all of these corona uh, quarantines are, are going to roll in place and the media is going to keep spinning us in and, and out of confusion until November 4th? Well, and it's, it's really been a gradual role because if you remember at first, he was like, no, we're not doing that. Like Lena Hidalgo put out this executive mask order and he was like, no, we're not doing that. You can't force people to do that. We're not going to do it. Right. Then, so that he wasn't the bad guy, he basically told businesses, hey, y'all need to enforce this mask order. And then he was like, oh, that's not me. That's the businesses. So he's not, now he's finally putting out an order saying, hey, you need to wear your mask to stop the spread, which we've talked about this in prior episodes. Right. None of the numbers are reliable. None of the tests are reliable. You're getting false positive every day. You've got people that test once positive. Every time they go back and get and another positive, yeah. they count them as new cases. You've got people that are getting false positives from having the common cold and having the antibodies from it. I think that's what the nasal swab is when they can get a false positive from that. Mm-hmm. You've got people who have had the flu shot. And are giving false positives for tests. You can keep that flu shot away from me. So the numbers are completely unreliable. So we, I mean, we can't trust it. So really it's like, okay, well you say that we've gone from, what was it? 3000 active cases to 10,000 or something like that. Uh, But you did. It seems to get higher every day. And it, it seems every day there's like a record number of cases. Well, but you also went from. 31,000 tests completed as of June 8th and then 71,000 tests completed as of July 11th or no July 8th I believe it was so we're doing a lot of tests yeah we are testing more than you look at these other countries they've tapered off in their testing I think we've already talked about this before so I don't really want to dwell on it too much but I mean it's I'd say just folks just sit tight Keep listening to us here at Barbarically Candid. That's right. You're going to be okay. Yeah. But one thing to think about while we're, if we get locked down again, because I know people are going stir crazy. I've got three kids. They're five, six, almost seven and eight. They're going crazy. They're losing their minds. So with that, we want to talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some people, hopefully she'll be okay with me bringing this up. My wife suffers from depression at times. Uh, She gets anxiety. And I'm not always the best person to help with that because I've got some PTSD and anxiety. And when she goes off, she gets loud and that's what sets mine off. So it's just kind of a back and forth, you know, and you really have to find what works for you. Whether you suffer from depression, anxiety, bipolar, they're scaring a lot of people into staying inside. If you are staying inside, if you have to stay inside, because sunlight is great. Vitamin D. Vitamin D helps a lot. If you can't get outside, if you don't have a backyard, get some vitamin supplements. Take some vitamin D, get it in your system. It's not going to be as good as going out in the sunlight, wow. but it's something. But And be active. You've got to release that stress in something that is healthy and fun. And ladies, if a guy calls you or text you at 2 o'clock in the morning talking about vitamin D. It's not the kind that we're talking about right now. But if that works, have at it. 
Well, I would say if he's saying that, you can tell him you're going back to bed. He's not. He's <laughs> not worth it if he's trying to get a booty call that late at night. He should have been there earlier. That's right. He should have, you know, brought food at least. That's right. You better bring that Taco Bell. Let me get that gordita crunch wrap. Ooh. Uh, yeah. But exercise is good because when you think about it, exercise relieves in, or releases endorphins. It's that feel-good chemical. Yeah, buddy. So that right there, you're going to be battling depression with that. Um, not only that, I know that you really can't get out and see people right now. But right now, you know, you've got the Zoom calls. You've got Skype. Facebook Messenger. Pretty much everybody has a smartphone. Probably 90% of people out there. See your loved ones. Even if it's through a screen, that interaction will help. Now, I went kind of way down this rabbit hole on mental health. And I found a lot of interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. So the diet is actually a big thing for mental health. Because if you're eating all these processed foods and taking in all this trash food, it actually hurts your mental health. It can um, amp up your anxiety and depression and bipolar. There's There's so many chemicals. You know, these foods that they really aren't food. They're chemically made God knows what. Um, Well, and if you get good food in your system, you're not going to be... I know when I meal prep and actually eat like brown rice and chicken and stuff like that, I'm not hungry between meals because I'm putting good food in. I'm not putting this garbage food that just flows through your system and your body doesn't absorb nutrients. It just fills your stomach. Yeah, because there's really not a lot of nutrients and junk food to be had. I will tell people, Lent of this year, I went and I tried the carnivore diet. And I, and you know, How I, is that? I heard Joe Rogan talk about it. He's like, oh, man, I had the shits for like two weeks, blah, blah, blah. But after that, man, I felt great. My brain was on fire. And I, don't, I, don't, I, I personally don't recall my brain being on fire, but I felt good. I've heard that there's actually a lot of videos by, I don't know if you know who Jordan Peterson is. Yes. Uh, yeah, His yeah. daughter, Michaela Peterson, she had all sorts of leaky gut. All, all sorts of issues, and she has fixed it. She's on the car- carnivore diet. Like, that's her lifestyle now. And to be honest, it works. Because, you know, I, I've i got either IBS or uh, oh, acid reflux. I always forget which combination of God knows what. And I was like, man, I feel pretty dang deep. You know, you're hungry all the time because, you know, there's no carbs to fill you up. But other than that, yeah. And I'll say this. I don't drink coffee. I can't stand coffee. But... On that diet, for some reason, I was craving it. Huh. Well, and that could, very be, different. that could be your body. They say a lot of times with pregnant women, their body craves like a certain vitamin or something they're not getting yeah. in their diet. That, and that's why they have all these weird cravings. Um, maybe it could be that. could be your body saying, hey, I want something I'd like to do it that, again. But, I, you know, that's not just, you know, I'm sure that there's other diets that have helped out people. But. From my personal experience this year, try it. Um, between that and my 100-pound sandbag, I've, I've been feeling pretty dang decent. Now, there's actually some pretty impressive, so I don't know, there's a direct correlation in your guts, like in your intestines, mm-hmm. you have thousands, tens of thousands of bacteria, mm-hmm. and it's called your gut biome. And they've actually found direct correlations between that gut biome and mental illness, where they've done, they call it a fecal transplant, but it's not, it's not poop. It's I'm like, I don't want someone else's shit. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's your gut. It's the, um, the bacteria from your intestines. They take it from a healthy person, do a transplant, 
and it can actually change. They've actually found kids like autistic kids that it helped them become wow. high functioning. Now it didn't get rid of it completely, yeah. but they could function in society. And the same thing with bipolar, depression, stuff like that. Now a lot of these, we really have to be careful. I would highly recommend if you're having issues with this, please seek help. Talk to somebody, talk to a professional. Open up with friends. You know, there are people who care about you. People you probably wouldn't guess cared as much as you may, you know, you may have uh, feelings of inadequacy or anxiety about opening up, but I promise you every single person out there, there's somebody, if they knew what you were going through, they would be there for you. And you may not always be able to turn to a partner for help. Cause like I talked about before with me and my wife, like sometimes her anxiety sets off mine and then it's just, you know, so it's not always, sometimes we clash there. And I, as much as I would like to help, I'm not always the best person for that. That's what she's got my girlfriend for. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. She's yeah. a good friend. But if you do talk to a professional, I know a lot of them out there. Don't let them just throw medicine at the problem. Try talking, try exercise, getting outside, some vitamins, interaction with people. It's just, it's a, it's a very medical thing in this day and age to, oh, we'll put you on this or that. Or did you know, I don't know how it is with the antidepressants, but I know one round of antibiotics can kill up to 10,000 strains of bacteria in your guts, Mm. which is only going to leave you even worse off than you were before. Of course, I would add for the men. Lay off the soy. Scale back on your soy intake. Soy, too much soy over a long period in men it's got builds natural, estrogen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it can give you bitch tits yeah, if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many times you've been through a Starbucks and you've seen those soy boys, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Now, with speaking of men, though, I know there's a big stigma. For a long time, there was a sni- stigma in the armed services about seeking help. Guys, it's okay. It's okay to look for help. It's okay to talk to a therapist. It's okay to talk to friends. You don't have to face it alone. I know we're taught to be these strong, silent types, but you know what? That's look a, out for yourself, man. You're, you know, you don't know how many people out there are just a, a stick of TNT with a short fuse, all because they don't have somebody to talk to, or and or they don't they don't know how to communicate what they feel i will say this if you have a christian background and you want to talk uh and open up look up a program called celebrate recovery really good people um it's a 12-step program uh and it's completely christian based you can meet with people and you know we're sitting in the, the whole pandemic right now so it may not be the same but even if it was a Zoom style or like a chat style, you can communicate with people of the same gender and you can open up. You, you know, there, there, there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, I've also found um, sometimes it doesn't have to be the same gender, especially for men. Sometimes talking to a woman is actually more helpful because it's kind of a maternal energy that mm-hmm. comes with that. And it's easier to open up than it would be. Because dudes were taught to be tough around each other. Yeah. So don't limit yourself by saying, oh, well, I'm only going to talk to a guy. I mean, if that works for you, fine. 
but just leave yourself open to talking to a woman, guy, whatever. Just remember, you're not broken. There's a Japanese art called Kintsugi, and it's where they take ceramics and add gold between the cracks to make them even more beautiful than before. Mm, And that's really what we're doing with therapy. We're adding gold to the cracks and coming out even better and stronger than we were before. I like it. And, you know, this is why we want people to send us questions because maybe it, you know, you may have some question that you're just too afraid to ask. And don't forget, we are not doctors. I was about to say, we're not trained professionals. So take, take what we say with a grain of salt. If it helps, then we are so happy that we helped you. But if not, still talk to a professional yeah yeah the pros you're you know but hey we're here we're here to help if we can so when you've got those uh questions send them to us at barbariclycandid at gmail.com now we got a couple more things to talk about before we go into listener questions real quick we're just gonna talk about the cancellation of the gop republican convention in houston i don't know if you saw mayor turner put out that it was not going to be allowed to happen. Now, this is a week and a half after he was pictured with no mask on, with tens of thousands of rioters in downtown Houston. I'm I'm sorry, my mistake, not rioters. These were actually peaceful protesters. Don't, that's my mistake. Um, Houston Houston was probably the biggest city that didn't have as much drama as other towns. There was still some, but it wasn't nearly as bad. But, he was down there with Chief, Chief Acevedo. Avocado, yeah. Him. No no mask on, arm in arm with people. And they were not practicing social distancing. Well, that, and a lot of them didn't have masks on. Now, some of them did, but a lot of them were not wearing masks. Now, right after that, we go from all these tens of thousands of people out, and then they tell us, oh, it's because we opened the bars too soon. That's why COVID spiked. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that opening some of these businesses up too soon didn't have some of an impact, but I would say at least take the blame where it's due. Be like, look, it was probably because we were out there in the streets and the people in the businesses. I mean, at least take the blame because you were out there. We all saw you on the front of the Chronicle. Oh yeah. It's, it's out there. And then to cancel the GOP convention because I don't want to say it's because it's a Republican convention, but they are diehard Democrats. So it kind of points to it points to that for sure. I mean, I don't want to sound like a bad guy, but it would seem in this current day and age, Mayor Turner's probably the most corrupt mayor in a city. He's pro- I would put him as worse than Nagan, but I haven't seen where where all of the money is you know, coming in and out of like they've kind of done enough research on Nagan back in his uh, time of power in New Orleans. Right. Chocolate City. <laughs> now, I think I think that's all we really need to talk about for that. We're yeah. we're going to see where it goes. It's, because It's right an now, ongoing the, story. Yes, yeah. the convention is suing because they're not allowed to hold it. So we'll see where that goes. I know just, you know, if we if they want them doing it in Montgomery County, hey, party on, right? Exactly. Now. We also saw, I'm sure some of you are familiar with TikTok. TikTok's bad. It's China. Um, but no, we, we saw this video where this guy actually laid out some good points. Now, I'm not saying, once again, like we've said, we do not support the whole defund the police thing. Mm-hmm. We're not in support of it. 
However, do we think some changes could be made? Absolutely. And this guy laid out some issues where he said, why don't you roll city police? Maybe roll them in under the sheriff's department because your sheriff is an elected official. So he has to answer to the people. Otherwise, the next time he goes to get elected, He's it's not going to happen. So he has to hold his officers at a higher standard and keep them accountable. That kind of sounds like the opposite of the end of Super Troopers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Exactly. But it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah. He sent me this and I was, no way. No. Ooh, my God. He's, this guy's really on to something. It legitimately makes sense. And this wasn't, just so you know, this video is not was not a liberal Democrat. This was a conservative Republican kid. I, I say kid because he looked young. He was yeah. probably an, technically an adult. He may have just had a baby face. But he made a lot of good points. And we can't, like, if the good points are there, hey, I was like, let's hmm. talk about it at least, you know. I don't think Avocado would like it, but he, doesn't need, he really doesn't need to be around anyway. So we haven't really heard anything as of late. Gavin, you haven't heard anything about Ghislaine Maxwell, right? The only thing that they've been that she supposedly said, I want to say it was in the last forty-eight hours, was that she's got video of many politicians, well, very high-ranking, at least at least two high-ranking politicians with underage women. Yeah. Now I do think it's a little funny that when all this kicks off, who canceled their Spain golf trip and stayed home in England? Ooh. Old Prince Andrew. Ooh. And he's actually mentioned by name by one of the, I don't know if he was a groundskeeper. He worked in telecommunications on Pedophile Island. <laughs> um, he was mentioned by name that he was out there He probably has the, around the, the, with the VIP card, man. Oh, I'm sure. But I think he's staying home to kind of hide out and protect himself just in case. You know, would it be surprising if there's some Biden going on over there too? How do you mean? Meaning, would it be shocking if at some point Biden himself had been on that island more than once? I'm not going to lie to you. At this point, I don't think anyone is safe. Would really surprise me. Like I've, I'm past the point of being surprised. It's kind of a, and it's not just, it's not all left. No, no. It's not all left wing mm-hmm. people. Even Donald Trump's name came up. Now, mm-hmm. I've also heard, and this was mentioned in the, that special we talked about last week, the Epstein Filthy Rich, mm-hmm. where they say Trump actually kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago, I think, when he found out he was doing stuff with underage women. Now, whether that's true or whether that was true, Trump talking to the producers of this thing, which would be make this go away. I'm going to throw you two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and we'll just make it go away. Who knows? It'd be surprising because we know how far left Netflix is overall. That's true. I mean, for the most part, yeah, yeah. Like, but they they've implicated with old Obama. You know, just saying they've implicated Tom Hanks. Oh, Uh, why couldn't he have stayed with Wilson? Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Oprah, Ellen. Jimmy Fallon doesn't surprise me. That one, I could see that. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, that one shocks me. I I, I would have never thought he was that high ranking of a of a player in the you know in the media, movies, TV, what have you, to be invited to that class of a party. I mean, come on, the Man Show. Well, at this point, we don't have any proof, so we don't know. I mean, these lists have been put out, but 
are they just smear campaigns by by bitter people or is it the real thing? We don't know. And now, hopefully, we'll know. find out. Hopefully, she doesn't get suicided by the uh, Clintons, and yeah. you know. Uh. But we're really going to have to see where that goes. Now, everybody's favorite section. Oh yeah, listener questions. Ooh, how crazy are we going to get tonight? Uh, well, the first question was circumcision question mark discuss. Okay. There's actually been a I don't remember what the documentary was or what it was called. There's a there's an actual documentary on circumcision. And there's a lot of good points. I I'm not gonna lie. I'm if, not circumcised. I'm 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 just gonna say I you know what? I got no problem saying it. And at one point, I think maybe twice in my life as an adult, I was like, I wonder if I should just do it. Just to just to have it done. And I was like, no, screw that. The last thing I want is ED after some dang surgery. Couldn't do it. You know, people have said a lot of things over the years about if it's good or bad. And historically, I always thought, I mean, you know, I'm not Jewish and it's not the 1500s. I've got soap. I'm good. Well, and I think a lot of parents kind of get pressured by doctors to do it because it's the more, air quotes, hygienic thing to do. I know, had I, had I known what I know now, I would have gone back in time, told my parents not to do it to me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it to my sons. But at the time, I was uneducated, and I had these doctors like, hey, it's cleaner. It's better overall. And I was like, well, okay, that makes sense. But you actually, people, people who have been, circ- or, well, people, men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I could say people. Our gender? I guess I could say people, because you could be a trans woman who is well, circumcised. Or, yeah, that's wild. But they're more likely to have ED, erectile dysfunction, for those of you who don't know what that is. And they're also less sensitive to pleasure because that's terrible. Well, and that's part of the part of the process of the foreskin Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is, you know, it kind of guards the erogenous sensitive areas. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that, it's just getting rubbed all day, you know. So there are definitely downsides to it. And knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have had it done for my kids. I'll say men or trans women who still have it. If you've ever been in a public restroom and you had to drop a deuce, weren't you glad you're not circumcised? That's like extra protection against the dirty elements of that toilet. I mean, I, I you know that just came. I was like, "Oh my god!" I've I never got, really like, thought some, about it that way, but I guess that <laughs> OEM OEM protection. <laughs> you got your PPE built in, yeah. right? Okay, so next question, and I really enjoyed this one because I kind of the car straight off. I knew what it was, but I had to think about the truck. It was what is your favorite movie car and truck, and why? Ooh. You know, I saw this question, but I, I told myself I wasn't going to think about it because I was going to, I wanted to be able to sit here and ponder. Well, at first I read it wrong mm-hmm. and I thought it was like, what's your favorite movie, comma, car, mm-hmm. comma, truck. See, so, but my favorite car, now granted it's not from a movie, it's a TV series, but it would be the 1967 Chevy Impala from Supernatural. Gorgeous. Yeah. I love it because it in itself becomes a character in the show. Mm-hmm. It's not just the car. It's 
it's the battle wagon, man. They got all their monster fighting stuff in the back, and it becomes and as that, much a character yeah. as Sam or Dean. And the trunk can hide a few bodies. Yeah. Definitely. Now, my favorite truck, that was a tougher one because at first I'm thinking like A-Team van, and then I'm thinking the Bronco from Walking Tall with the Rock. But what, I finally, yeah. what I finally landed on was the 1955 Ford F100 from Expendables that Stallone had. That black Ooh. one, it was sunk down, sitting low. Oh, that was a sexy truck. That was all kinds of hotness. And I'll say, today, I was in the, in the Summerwood area helping out a friend, and I saw one. And it was patina, small drop, beautiful white walls. Now, I'm sorry, i got to stop you real quick. You mean it was rusted? No, 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 no. Patina. Patina is rust. But it's rust. With a clear coat over it. And it looked great. Okay, as long as it looks good, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you've seen some of the, like, it's patina. It's like, nah, bro, that's rust. (laughs) It had, you know, it wasn't like huge patches of it. It was just like kind of here and there and... Oh man, it was there was an older guy, and it was it was cool because the interior was completely redone. I was like, All right, yeah, that's my kind of guy. So now, you could tell he had really spent some time, like sunk some time and money into that. Thing. Oh yeah, he probably he, he probably invested ten grand in the suspension alone because that thing handled amazing. Now I will say my favorite car, it wouldn't be a movie, but you can't go wrong with Kit from Knight Rider. To this day, hello, you can, Michael. <laughs> You can still watch Knight Rider on like Showtime Extreme or some, something like that. And now, what was that? I still was that record a, it. It was a Trans Am. W- but that was a little bit later than the Bandits Trans Am. Yeah, it was the next the next uh, uh, generation. It was I think it was an eighty one or eighty two Trans Am. Now that was still I have, nice. I, I'd have to double check and uh, look it up. That was still nice, but the Bandit Trans Am was definitely top three. It, yes, for it me. Was, yes, it was, it was gorgeous, but the Bandit Trans Am couldn't jump like Kit could. It's a TV show, Gavin. Okay, I I will I will <laughs> I will say this. You know, being thirty six and watching this show on a very rate, like a weekly basis, to to this day, I still watch this show. It is so incredibly cheesy. To laugh at the way that they had those prop cars, or you know, the the car had like a whole hitch in the front because they would pull it in certain ways because it was quote unquote driving. But well, you, let's it, be it honest. was the early eighties, okay, people. Let's be honest. Hasselhoff was an overactor, just like Shatner, but it was amazing. And, and he, he always still, got the girl. He's still huge in Europe. Yeah. Oh, they love him in Germany. Oh, der Hasselhoff, we love you. It must be the hair. I think he still got the hair. It could be. He had a big music <laughs> career over there too. Not here, folks. I'm sorry. Did you say a truck? I didn't. Now, I'm going to say this. I love the A-Team van. I could not think of it, you know, because I, I did not want to sit to to have like a predestination answer because I don't like to know what the questions are in depth a long time beforehand. So I could not come up with any other truck that I would have loved to have been in more than the A-Team van. And I will say this. A buddy of mine in the Cypress area has a 95 Chevy G20. I saw the picture you shared of that. We may have to put that up on Barbarically Candid's uh, Facebook page just so y'all can see it. It is amazing. Like, I saw it, and my childhood came alive. (laughs) Now, granted, you would have to be B.A. Baracus. You're damn right. So, we have a project. Here's some milk. Oh, I love milk. (laughs) We've got a project in the works, and I'm hoping we can, after this pandemic's over, we can get into it. But 
he's going to be face and I'm going to be BA and we want to do a project to help out vets that are like down on their luck or just need help. You know, it could be something as simple as, Hey, please, I, I need a ride to the VA. Please, and, for the love of God, let me be Hannibal. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, my God. Man. That would, I would, Oh, <laughs> you don't even know. I'm like, I'm my, my knees are shaking right now. <laughs> but it, I mean, in folks, I'm dead serious right now. It, um, we're going to make it a cool video series, but something to where we can help out the vets that are down on their luck. So stay tuned. Um, hopefully in the next couple months we can have that going. Um, if anyone just happens to work for an auto shop and they just happen to have a really nice old motor just sitting around, let me know. We, we love to make a deal. Try and get that in there. Now There's those, a 305 in there right now, but it'd be was nice that to a, have something bigger. Was that an inline six originally or what was, what was in that one? Originally? No, that's a Chevy cargo van, isn't it? Yeah, it was a Chevy cargo van. It was probably a... It was it was probably a three oh five or a three fifty originally. But this particular van, I know it's a three oh five. We've done a little bit of uh, work on it. But you know, just saying if anyone just happens to have a big block just sitting around, you know, just reach out and let us know. Yeah, let me know. Or even if you have some time on your hands and would like to donate it to help work on it to get it ready for this project. Yeah. I don't do you have a name for the project yet? We don't have a name yet. Okay. We is will it, keep you all posted on that for sure. We'll post it on our Facebook page yeah. and Instagram and Twitter whenever it gets up and running. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it it definitely runs. We've been, we, we were uh, driving it around, but you know, yeah, the project, the project itself. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So I feel like we could probably sit here and talk about movie and TV cars and trucks yeah. for a while, but we're going to move on. We had a question um, from a listener on thoughts on how to properly court a woman. You know, it's interesting the way things have changed. You know, back in the day, yeah, you'd the have to talk things, to her parents first. The more things change, the more they stay the same. same. Now, but Touché. you also have to look at what kind of woman are you wanting to court? Because that changes. You know, and I think I touched on this in our, our first episode. Dating is like hunting. So, yeah, you have to know exactly what your prey is to know what you need to do in order to attract said prey. But you also have to know what you're looking for. Are you looking for a career woman? Someone who's a little more independent that's not going to spend every second of every day stuck to your hip? Or are you looking for a more old-fashioned, stay-at-home wife slash potential mom? Yeah, do you want kids in this? It you know, something like that. When you as you get older, get... you kind of have to realize you may have to be a stepdad. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 out there. If uh, you're in your mid to late 30s. It, your chances are you, you'd want to be a stepdad, yeah. That's just life. Now, there's still women out there that haven't had kids yet at that age, but there's a lot that have. And some of them may be fantastic women. I will say this. Depending on what kind of woman you're going for, put the ball in their court. If you meet them, you chat for a little while, mm-hmm. you say, hey, I've had a great time. Let me give you my number. If you want to call, then that would be awesome. If not, then that's cool too. And you put the ball in their court and you give them control. They don't feel any sort of pressure, nothing. It's here you go. I'm going to leave you with this. If you call, that's great. If not, that's okay too. 
you would be surprised how many women will respond to that. Oh, that's smooth. Especially in 2020 because, you know, I'm not going to lie. I got that from another, I got that from another podcast. There's a, a podcaster with a podcast called PILF P I L F podcast. I'd like to beep. Mm. And her name is just the prequel. And this is more for younger men going after cougars than she took because she's a cougar herself, but it would really work for any man. You put that ball in her court and say, look, do what you want to do. And if we talk later, cool. If not, that's fine too. But you're putting the power back in her uh hands. Now I'll ask you, have you ever bagged a cougar? When I was younger, I definitely had an affinity Mm. for more experienced women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've a couple. Yeah. Good times. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah. (laughs) No, but really, um, women do enjoy being courted though. If she texts you, don't take three days to get back to her. Yeah. That's 2020. People are all about instant gratification and they'll think that you're just, that you've just lost interest. So yeah, you know, some, some things have changed, but show her you're interested Show her respect. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, I posted on my personal Facebook page a few, a few days ago, is Chivalry Dead? And, you know, a lot of people, it was pretty mixed. Some people said it was. Some people said it wasn't. So, uh, most can agree that current then, times have kind of killed it. But Then there was the asshole like me that said, hey, here's the chivalric laws from the 13th yeah. century, and they really <laughs> don't have great. anything to do with holding open doors. <laughs> And now there is something on there about defending the defenseless, which I guess their honor, you know, you yeah, know, that yeah. that could have something to do with it. But in this day and age, women are independent and empowered. empowered yeah. and so maybe it wouldn't, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that holding open doors, opening a door for a woman, being kind in general is a common courtesy that we should all practice. Now that's kind of like common sense everywhere. though. It's kind of like common sense, though. It's not that common. Yeah, un- unfortunately. And a lot of that has to do with upbringing, but there's not a whole lot we can do about that. Uh, but I will say to this emailer, know your end game, be able to present your plan, uh, and you have to know where the two of you you know, may stand early on. Otherwise, it's... There's going to be a lot of surprises down the road, and it's not going to go well. Well, and most women will respond better to don't play games. Like if you're just there to have fun, and then just tell her no. Tell them, look, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just here to have fun. And I think you would be surprised at how many positive reactions you get, as opposed to negative. But also, if you go out on a date. And some girl tells you, hey, I'm not trying to get serious. You say, oh, me too, but you're looking for a wife. Then tell her, hey, look, that's not really what I'm looking for. I'm going to be up front with you. There's no reason to play games. Because it doesn't end well. And, you know, you may start on a high note. It kind of goes a little down. You, you step away, and all of a sudden you might think about them later. And if you're a smart man or woman, you don't burn bridges. Unless you really, Unless you want to. I mean, Try not unless to. they're super crazy and then burn it, Been gasoline, there, yeah. blow it up with dynamite and get the hell out of there. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Go for it. So we had a question that said, whatever happened to Pizzagate? I don't know if you remember what Pizzagate was. It was the whole, um, like all these code. Um, I'm really trying to 
like codes in either pictures or words, child trafficking. It's all about child trafficking, oh. basically. But I don't think like there's a lot of stuff online that has said it was debunked. However, if it was debunked, why do we have all this stuff about Epstein? Why do we have the stuff today? Well, actually, I found out about it last night, but there's this new scandal about Wayfair. People selling through Wayfair.com, through third parties, selling a throw pillow for $12,000. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. When you put the skew in, though, it brings up pictures of a missing girl. That is scary. Now, I haven't been able to do enough research into this. There's videos of people clicking on stuff and putting skews in and bringing Mm -hmm. up pictures. I haven't had time to fact check it myself. So it could be bogus, but... But it's definitely something to look into. Well, and it's not just Wayfair. They're also saying it's happening on Alibaba, which is another... I was just going to say, I would would think this would be more of an Alibaba or Wish.com. That's racist. I'm sure everyone knows those goofy ads on Wish.com of like, what in God's name object of sexual pleasure just oddly scrolled on my Facebook? Or in my case, it's weights. And then you like click on it, and Lord knows I, I refuse to download the app, but I'll try and go to like the website. I'm like, well, you know what? If Wish is selling some goofy iron painted, might kill me later, but at least I can get buff right now plates, screw it. I'll buy it. Have yet to ever see them. Yeah, that's the thing with stuff like that is they, they take all these orders, and it takes like four months, and then it'll come in, and you'll probably get a weight set that it's actually like a paper weight or something. Oh yeah, it's this full weight set, but it's only a fraction of the size, and it's oh. for holding down papers. Oh no, you didn't. You did not read it. Model scale of weight set. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna keep looking. But hey, if anyone's got some more ways and stuff, let me know. I'm always looking to buy me like a rowing machine. <laughs> I would love. I've told my wife before. I'd love to put a garage gym in. Yeah. Because my gym location, actually, because of the quarantine, I had went to a 24-hour fitness near the house. They've shut that location down. And when I wanted to cancel my membership, they were like, well, we have locations in Webster and over by Almedia. Almedia. Almeda. You got to bring a gun over there. Just saying. Well, not, I'm not even worried about that. I mean, I'm 6'4", 300 pounds. Nobody's really messing with me, but... It's the fact that this was less than a mile from my house. I don't want to drive over there. I totally agree. I'm not paying you $45 a month so I can drive 20 minutes to go to the gym. It was right there. It It was was convenient. convenient. Exactly. Now, granted, it would be a big investment. Oh, yeah. In a home gym because that stuff ain't cheap. But also, I'd have to get a new storage shed for the backyard. A bigger one because I'd have to put all the stuff that's in the garage in the storage shed. So. It's way more of an investment that I can make right now. I've actually been thinking about it. I've seen your little uh, sandbag. Yes. And I've seen them. Brute Force is the brand. And Lord knows I, they are not a sponsor. Although they'd be great if they were. I love that bag. I've got two bags. And actually, I thought I had 100 pounds in there before it comes out. It was more like 70. So I threw in 15 extra pounds of sand in it this morning. And they've got an app. Every day, the so it actually change. gives you like exercises and workouts to do. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah, you can use the app every single day. There's a whole new workout of the day and accessory workouts. And you know, I've got an old fridge in the 
garage so i write the workout on there i've got a couple of apps if, if i'm doing like i've got you just do like dry erase on it or something yeah, uh-huh. okay yeah nice. i've got an interval app i've got a tabata style app oh nice okay yeah so when, when i need that sit there and you know i jot it all down i get it organized throw my pre-workout in get my stretches out you know i might jog 200 meters three different times in like a warm-up sometimes i, I was doing 400 meters yesterday now speaking of stretches that's important as you get older we're not spring chickens anymore and yeah. guys as you do get older please remember to stretch because that's the majority of injuries you get these guys that oh i'm in quarantine i'm gonna get back in shape and they go out there and throw their back out so take the time yeah. stretch it out get warmed up get those bursa sacks in your joints lubricated mm-hmm. take the time now, I know we joke a lot about sponsorships. Like, I know the first episode we joked a lot. We're not looking, look, people, we're not looking to get rich off this. This is not, we're not, we both have full-time jobs. Gavin, you have two. Yeah. But this is really, if we were to get sponsored, we might have to throw a couple commercials in the show and it would strictly be to buy better gear and maybe some better equipment so that the sound we have comes better to you. Because... It's it's all about pleasing you, the listener, with our lovely masculine voices, by the way. Well, I'd like to think so. But, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. So we've got our last oh, listener question. Okay. We are right at an hour. So this is a little bit shorter episode, but I Which don't think. Which is interesting because there was so much. And I think we were like a little nervous. Like, oh, man, there's a lot to go over. And I think a lot smooth. of that was because last, last week we did an hour and 23. Uh-huh. And it just felt like. I was worried people weren't going to listen because an hour, okay. You go over that and it's kind of like, well, I don't know. But we've we've had a lot of good feedback. We appreciate it, guys. We've had a lot Keep of followers on Facebook. Please share with your friends. So this one is really kind of a big question. Okay. Do you guys think there is a potential for a second world war or, sorry, civil war after the upcoming election? That is a very complicated question. Uh, we, There's a lot of moving parts there that could go either way. So yeah. the Civil War had specific meaning, and Lord knows people will still argue about it to this day. I personally think if there were, if it was ever to happen, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be about race. Or slavery, obviously, because slavery has been abolished for a long, long time. Or I could see people getting pissed off enough and revolting over taxes, but that would only happen maybe if Biden actually wins. What's so, really funny is, though, the Revolutionary War was started over a 1% increase in taxes. And now... Now we pay 24%. We were paying 28% before the Trump tax cuts took effect. Mm-hmm. So part of me wonders, what would it really take to push us to the point where we were like, okay, that's it. Get my gun. We're going to war. We're storming the building. And, you know, you've got these Antifa guys. You've got the Black Panther guys. So they're on one side. And, you know, there are obviously those weird neo-Nazi guys. You've got your... Well, you have extremists anyway. Yeah, they're on both sides. 
But we also know that those extremists don't speak for all of us. But what's it going to, yeah, what, what would be that moment to where us more in the middle of the two extremists are like, well, hold on, screw this. I'm picking up my AR and I'm going out. Part of me also wonders where certain groups would end up. Because you say the Black Panthers, which they're a, for the most part, Democratic or Democrat organization. But they, they love started, the color green. They started the WIC, uh, Women's Infant and Children. Well, they were a big part mm-hmm. in starting the WIC program, which great program. Yeah. I used it while I was in the military, and it saved, saved us on formula. Mm-hmm. Formula is super expensive, and it really saved us on that. But I really wonder, because when you look at BLM, which if you look at their website, they are trained socialist Marxists who really, according to their website, seem to be more for the LBGTQ group than the black community. So I don't know really what to think as far as all that goes, like where they would end up on the spectrum. Would they side with BLM? Would they side with more right-leaning? Like, it would be kind of interesting to see where everything fell out. Yeah, because now you know that there are several LGBT, I don't, I doubt the Q, but you, you just never know, that do vote red. Um, was it the Log House Republicans? Uh, you know, gay party, cool deal, good form. I, I don't know anybody in there, but, but hey, if you happen to be in that group, and you listen to the podcast, emails. I love the chit-chat. And I would love to have, I don't know, um, Milo Yiannopoulos? Yiannopoulos, yeah. Great speaker. I know he got into like kind of a scandal. I don't know if it was debunked. or. I think it was, but I think it took a big toll on his momentum, which is, I think is what they wanted in the first place. You and know, hell, him, that's, how, a, that's how, how Herman Cain didn't uh, make it in the uh, last exactly. election. And he really, I mean... It's kind of unheard of to have a gay conservative, and he was very conservative. Oh, yeah. So that in itself, like, it was very interesting when I started seeing some of his videos. I don't know. If you haven't checked him out, then guys, give him a look. He's got a lot of videos online. Like, I don't know who you listen to or watch. I know a lot of mine. Like, I watch the Hodge Twins, um, Ben Shapiro. So yeah, like Ben Shapiro, Hodge Twins, Tucker Carlson, uh, Candace Owens. Oh, I would. She's like a hero. I love Candace Owens. Now, did you see the video with her and T.I.? No, I saw the clip. Like I, I saw the link and it was something I told myself I needed to save to go back to later and I hadn't done it yet. Well, and what's really interesting with that video is like with a lot of either conservative, liberal debates or Republican Democrat debates, the Republican or conservative will lay out a bunch of facts. Here's the deal. They'll speak very calmly and the liberal slash Democrat side gets loud, calls them bigot or uncle Tom. Well, I don't know if you saw the new post from Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, I did see that. Who had all the black conservatives in like the Brady bunch frame. Uh And it said the coon squad, which was just, I mean, 
That's effed up. And you know what, 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 what truly sucked? My face was not in there. I was offended that I didn't get included into this cool club of smart, free people. That is the hashtag so woke crowd right there. Well, who knows? If we keep growing this, maybe you'll get there. Yeah. Maybe you can be part I want of to hobnob with Candace Owens someday. I, you know, honestly, I'd love to sit down and pick her brain. Oh, she yeah. seems extremely intelligent mm-hmm. and a very eloquent speaker. There's definitely a, there's a few of them I'd like to sit down with, and even some of the the liberal ones. Just to just to see, see how do you think about all this? Like, what's what's your thought process to get you to this point? Or how big is that chip on your shoulder exactly? Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. I'm sure that people will catch me on Facebook. News sites, you know, like ABC 13, Fox 26, probably arguing with somebody. So if you happen to see my name, shoot me a message, chime in sometime. And if you guys don't know, Gavin's actually part of a little local, well, I guess it's more than local, right? Y'all oh, are in a we're a few on, different states. Yeah, yeah, we are a few different states now, including Alaska of all places. I thought that was so cool. But it's a, it's called Tommy's Garage. Correct. You can also find it on YouTube. Yes, sir. There are clips on YouTube. Um, if you're in Houston, the local channel is called Nudu, uh, N-U-D-U. You can download the app, stream all of the episodes, and I'm sure that you've got Apple TV or Roku or Google Chromecast. That's me. And you can share it from your phone straight to your big screen TV and catch me. So enjoy. And I, I will tell you, we film every Wednesday night uh, on the west side of Houston. So if you got time... You want to laugh in front of a live studio audience? Come and see me. Now, I will warn you it is, because I know not all of our listeners are diehard Republicans. It is a very right-wing show. I will say, so we are a conservative comedy show, but most of the people in there are pretty libertarian. Okay, I I watched part of an episode. I got three kids, so it's hard to really sit down and watch a whole one, but... um, I mean, it seemed good. Oh, yeah. From what I saw, it looked yeah. like you were having fun. If you truly are more left, even left of the middle, you may not like the first segment because that one is is pretty political in, in terms of like hot topic news. But the rest of the show, you're going to like. Um, I do a segment uh, called The Bigot Lottery. And oh, nice. let's just assume that you're in the kitchen. You're cooking dinner, but you've got the, the TV on. You know, you can't see it and you hear some effed up story and we make it into like a little mini game show. Guess the race of the person. Now, is the bigot lottery kind of like the racial draft on Chappelle show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Now, I do not listen to the breakfast. I've heard him a few times, not, you know, against my will. I think I died a little inside of their sheer amounts of stupidity and ignorance. But I think they... I. I need to look up and see, did they t- did they do it first or did we do it first? Grand Hours on TV, there's on the radio. Right. But they, they've got a similar concept as well. Now, we kind of re- detracted from the whole second Civil War thing. Hopefully, we don't get to that point. I know there's a lot of people that think we're on the brink of it. I don't think we're that close. Because I, I guess just to throw those questions out there, that why it's, it, again, why it's so complicated, we don't know who it would even be against. Is it going to be racial? Is it going to be, you know, there's not enough black people 
that are that angry to fight that many white people? Are they going to band together with a few Hispanic people just to, to bump up the numbers? I don't know. Is it going to be about the supposed has versus the have nots? Is it that 1% versus quote unquote every, everybody else? Is it going to be the 10 percenters against angry social justice people? But you also have to think like who owns the majority of the guns in the country? <sighs> the smart ones. Well, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. But I mean, let's let's be honest. More right wing conservatives who own guns now since the quarantine. That's changed. And I've seen a lot. a lot of people on my Facebook because I do have family members and friends that mm-hmm. are on the left liberal side. And I've seen these. How do I get a gun? How do I? So you go to the store and you fill out the paperwork. Yeah. And you wait about 25 minutes for them to run your background. You yeah. get a gun. And you can buy them online. I've done it the legal way. You know, you still have to do all that. Now, granted, you're going to pay that $25 transfer fee to a gun shop around you. Yep. Now, but, I'll say, if there's any gun stores in the area that would love to sponsor us, please shoot us an email because I love guns. I love shooting guns. I like talking about guns. I don't get to enjoy them enough these days. That's true. I, I've got quite a few myself, but I hardly ever have time to get to the range. And hopefully, if we were able to get sponsored or whatever, yeah. we, I mean, we could do videos. We could do... I would definitely like to bring this podcast to a video format eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right now, it's a little tough because... I just it, don't know if people are going to want to see my face except for on Tommy's Garage. But if, if y'all want to see my face, I'll do it. Well, it'll still be everywhere, though. We'll still have the audio. We'll still have the video. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not one or the other. But from all of us at Barbarically Candid, which is me and Gavin, <laughs> <laughs> I make it sound like we have this production team, but it's just us two. So if we ever don't get a new episode out right on time, please know it's two guys. So we're trying. No cup. No. That's right. No cup. <laughs> two guys, no cup. But from all of us here, we hope you're doing well. If we end up in a, another lockdown, please remember what we said about mental health. Tune and in. even if you want to reach out to us, so we can be reached on Facebook at Barbarically Candid Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, same handles, or you can email us at barbariclycandid at gmail.com. We hope you're well and be good to each other. Amen to that. <laughs>